What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lore Lodge. I'm Aiden Mattis. This is Thorn Bussy. And uh, we are exhausted because we spent the weekend traveling. Why did we spend the weekend traveling? To give you content. Exactly. Content that was very expensive to produce. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're hoping you guys like this one, and we're hoping it's worth it, because we uh, we really spent some money on this one. Um, and it's it's we're really proud of it. We're really excited. Yeah. We had a great time. Met some mm. awesome people. Had some great experiences, and we're very excited to share them with you. We're going to go over the trip mm. on this show right now. But uh, also, probably... I'd say weekend after July 4th, we'll probably have this out, right? Uh, let me look at a calendar. I don't know what your schedule that is. is for this, but... Um, yeah! Probably yeah, the weekend after July 4th? I think that's feasible. Alright, uh, we'll let you guys know if it's not going to be then. But, yep. Into Thin Air will be premiering the first episode of our long-form uh, documentary series on these missing 401 cases. And we do not use any politest material it is entirely our own research our own interviews uh we have we had some interesting denials uh like for requests mm. we we requested comment from a number of people and we uh we did not get it <laughs> um we also had some pretty crazy contradictions between the story yeah. that we had heard and the story that has been published, and what people who were actually there told us. So that's yes. the part I'm most excited to get into and to talk about and to show you because we we got some of these interviews on camera. Mm -hmm. um, also, very you know what I found the most interesting about it? Hmm. The number of people who did not know the story. Yeah. So we, you and I obviously knew all the details. Um, yeah. The people we talked to, one of the guys knew it through and through. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people we talked to, some of them who we got on camera, some who were just kind of like, you know, us gathering information, mm -hmm. were not aware of the story here. Yeah. They didn't know, some of them didn't even know who he was. Mm -hmm. The girls who were working the ice cream stand, for example. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we ran into, when we were ordering ice cream, a couple of girls who were working the ice cream stand had heard us interviewing somebody in the store. Yep. And they were asking us about it. And these are girls who, uh, the one was 19. So she would have been 12 when Tom went missing. I, you said that, that it's understandable that she might not know. I still think she'd at least be aware of it. Yeah, I mean, she may have been aware of it at the time and just, like, doesn't remember it. But, I don't know, I don't find it that surprising. What I found it more surprising was that, you know, of the people that we did talk to... Like, the first guy, just how much he knew. I mean, granted, mm -hmm. he said he's grown up there, you know, yeah. his whole life. He's, you know, he, his kid was working the store that we were in, and I, I believe that is his kid. Yeah, um, his name's Caden, the kid. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, Caden, and your dad, Rich. You were yeah. super cool dudes. Uh, they sold us. Do you want to show everybody? Yes. The the Brantley thing you got? So, we are thinking about, uh, either we're going to use this to, to furnish the studio, and this is going to be our... Uh, you know, just, just a souvenir for us. But we were also thinking about doing a wood burning, mm. like getting a, a little wood burning kit and us signing it somewhere. Um, each of us just writing our signature and then, uh, you know, auctioning it off as a Lore Lodge, like, you know, exclusive item that we got yeah. because I think it's pretty cool. It's actually locally made. So buying this actually did support the local Brant Lake economy, yep. which was something we wanted to do. And it was nice to get uh, this art and, and get help to support the people who who helped us out. Oh, yeah. But also, I want to give a shout-out to the person who made it, uh, Tabula Raza. It is uh, Tabula Raza Woodworks. These are locally made up in the Adirondacks near Brant Lake. 
So if you want to check those out, I would look that up. I don't know if there's a website for it, but you might be able to find them. Yeah. Um, so we'll have more information about that guy. But to, to get into our our first story today, because we're going to talk about two missing 411 cases, we're going to talk about our trip with Tom Messick a little bit later in the show, and we're also yep. going to talk about Alfred Bielharts. Now, you were napping for most of this, um, yes. so he might be hearing all this information for the first time, too. Yes. Alfred Bielharts was a four-year-old boy who went missing in Rocky Mountain National Park on July 4th, 1938. Now, he was with his family, and of course, this was a very long time ago. Families were a lot bigger. Alfred was one of 10 children to this family of, uh, I actually didn't catch his parents' names, that was bad on my part, probably should have looked into that. So, I, but, I, so I want to immediately start by, by pointing out a few things, um, National Park, mountains, caves, um, all sorts of craziness here, and the, the story as we get on toward the end is, is pretty wild, but Mm. essentially what was going on here is that they chose a very remote area of Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, right by Roaring River, and they set up camp there. And the plan was just, I think, spend a few days. It was a pretty, it's a pretty isolated region, but plan was spend a few days. And then uh, one day, July 4th specifically, they were on a quick hike over to Estes Park, which is another park within Rocky Mountain National Park because it's a good fishing area. Um, yeah. You know, it's 1938. Fishing's kind of what you do. Yeah. Uh, in the midst of the Great Depression. And so they walked over there, and they lined the kids up. Apparently this was what they did. They had them all line up, and they marched on, kind of like we would have done in elementary school. Mm. Now, the hike was not that far. It was short enough that they believed their four-year-old son would have absolutely no trouble completing the hike. Yeah. So it was probably fairly short. I don't know the exact distance. But over the course of this trip, Alfred disappeared. And they immediately figured, you know what, he probably wandered off into the woods, had to go to the bathroom, something like that. I personally am curious how none of his siblings noticed he went missing. Yeah. Um, you know, I... When I was growing up, I was super protective of my younger siblings. I know this isn't something you'd understand. Uh, I was I was not one of the having sibling variety. Yeah. This loser right here, due to entirely it being his fault and nobody else's, had no siblings. I did not have the pleasure of being tormented by older or younger siblings. I just had the pleasure of using my imagination... In a basement to fill my time. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Um, and we wonder why I became a film major. <laughs> it's okay. I, I can be your older brother now. That works for me. Yeah. I bully you enough. Yeah, it's valid. <laughs> it's mutual. Though. He bullies back. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was confusing me. How did, how did none of his siblings notice that he went missing? But nobody did. And immediately after realizing he was missing, they went into probably panic mode. But they, mm. what we know is that they searched the area. They were looking around. Could not find Alfred. Yeah. So they reported it to the park rangers. Park rangers came out. And this started off a 10-day search. Mm. Rangers immediately made the assumption, which mm. uh, when you assume, what do you do, Aiden? Uh, make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. And they did make asses of themselves. Oh, because they decided they wanted to search a creek. So what did they do? They dammed the creek. They dredged the creek, and lo and behold, no Alfred. Hmm. So, the they decided, you know what, let's let's maybe go back to square one, and rather than just assuming that he's face down dead in the creek, hmm. let's get some some bloodhounds in here. Let's do what we should have done at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, now, what of course, what concept? Yeah, of course. In the time that 
Alfred had gone missing and they had launched the search. Mm. Less than 24 hours into the search, another hiker reported that when he was hiking by Mount Chapin, or Chapin, I'm not sure exactly how it's pronounced, Mm. uh, this was about six miles away from where Alfred went missing, Mm -hmm. he said that he, and he knew knew the search was active, and he came and said, hey, uh, when I was hiking over here, I saw up about 500 feet above me on one of the mountainsides, there's a little a little enclave, and this is this is called uh, Devil's Nest. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I you know I saw something up there. I don't I don't know what it was, but I it looked like a child up 500 feet up this mountain. Looked like they were peering down at me, and then the child screamed and was dragged backwards, out of sight. So he went to the forest rangers and said all of this, and they went. Yeah, but that's six miles away mm. and 500 feet up a mountain. There's absolutely no way he could have gotten 500 feet up a mountain, let alone six miles away yeah. in less than a day. This is a four-year-old, and it's not even terrain. This is not simply, like, walking down a paved road. When you're in a forest like that, if you're make, if you're averaging two miles an hour, you're moving fast. And that's for an adult, like, y- you and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when we were up in Brant Lake, we were trying to figure out how far sound would travel? So I ran about a hundred yards into the woods. It took me thirty seconds to get there. If that, yeah. I mean, like meaning, it, yeah, if that that's at least thirty seconds yeah, for me to get yeah, there. Yeah, that's that's, and the, I'm, that's the low end. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a athlete anymore, but I'm still a pretty in shape yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> but I mean, when it's dense forest like that, yeah, I mean, so it's, you know, so if it took me thirty seconds to go a hundred yards, there's no way this kid made it six miles on his own. In 24 hours no it's just not possible um also i discovered those jokes we make about you know oh i thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger issue i sank i it's here it's, it's uh it's, right, ready for this and you might want to catch my leg but, yes. uh, ah, i sank to here in mud in about a second and a half yep um so not quite quicksand yeah. but quick mud yeah also, by the way, if you like the sweatshirt that I'm wearing, you can see it says Redacted. It's very comfortable. Mm. This sweatshirt is one that our Patreon members get at the $100 tier, the Redacted tier. Yeah. But you can get it for a one-time payment of just $50 at lorelodge.shop. I know $50 may sound like a lot of money, but hear me out. A, it's actually a pretty plain and simple hoodie. There's not, you know, you could wear this with just about anything. Yeah. But also, you know, inflation. Um, our merch is actually cheaper than a lot of clothes you would buy at the store. Um, Which is wild. Yeah. Because our, our markups aren't even 100%. The really? recommended markup on what you're buying to resell is, yeah. is 100%. Hmm. Yeah. So we, 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 only mark stuff up, we only mark stuff up like 20%. Yeah. Um, from what they charge us. So yeah. when you buy from us, you know, you're, you're getting pretty good deals. Yeah. That said, moving back into the story... They didn't look. They they did not consider that he could possibly have actually been sighted six miles away. So instead, they brought in the bloodhounds, and lo and behold, Aiden, hmm. the bloodhounds. After they had just said, "There's no way he's 500 feet up a mountain," the bloodhounds immediately led them 500 feet up a mountain. Yep. Not the same mountain, but the mountain that was right next to them. Yes, a mountain nonetheless. So, the dogs. Went about 500 feet up a pretty steep face of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, one that it was essentially impossible that a four-year-old could have climbed alone uh, and not fallen to their death. So they follow the bloodhounds up, and what they get to is a little plateau. And on that plateau, the dogs just lie down. 
they just stopped. They which when that's what they're trained to do. When they found what they're looking for, they are trained to lay down in their stomachs. That's the signal. Everyone looked around. They went, well, there's clearly no child here. Uh, these dogs must be defective. These came out of the factory with bugs. Um, they haven't been updated. Yeah, properly. the Bloodhound factory just you know yeah. is not pushing out updates the way it needs to. No. So instead. They uh, brought in a second team of bloodhounds and went, surely these bloodhounds will lead us down into the riverbed and confirm that the creek that we just dammed and dredged and absolutely does not have a child in it uh, is where the child is. Mm. When I said it doesn't seem like they were actually trying to find him, mm -hmm. I meant it. Yeah. Uh, instead, the dogs took the exact same path and went back up the mountain, found the spot where the other dogs had been, and laid down. So... Either the bloodhounds did not do bloodhound things correctly, or Alfred was there at some point. Yeah. Which means that within the first 24 hours of the search, Alfred, probably immediately after he went missing, was brought up to that plateau. He would have had to have been carried. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no other possibility. Yeah. Whether by a human or by a wild animal is up for debate. Yeah. But he would have had to have been carried. So he gets up there. And uh, disappears. And then is sighted again, six miles away, less than a day later, 500 feet in the air. So whatever... On the top of the mountain. On a plateau. On a yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Not, not just like... Yeah, just... There. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, was, he was not floating. <laughs> um, <laughs> Considering the channel that we run, it's an important clarification. Yeah, it is an important make. clarification. If you want to see people floating, uh, Operation Overlord, uh, the, the SCP short film... Mm. fantastic check it out uh, i love it it's very good i was thinking um, i think wendigoon's working with those guys on another oh, cool. script too yeah yeah i thought you were going to reference the new stranger things season but... no but also very good yeah very good season of stranger things right now oh, yeah. um right but yeah so they despite it being their only actual lead they didn't investigate this six miles up thing they just said all right yeah i would be willing to bet personally that if they had brought the bloodhounds up there they would have found the scent um but instead, after 10 days, they basically say, we've done all we can do, search is over, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye out, we'll keep the case file open, we'll let people know. Mm. But in 1938, it's not 2020, 2022, where you see someone and you can immediately call forest rangers, you're going to have to hike all the way back, because there's no cell phones, there's no portable technology for communication, so you're going to have to hike all the way back, let rangers know, the hike, rangers are going to have to hike all the way there, yeah. and again, this is a pretty secluded area of the park, even if they had investigated it, they probably wouldn't have found him. What yeah. they did find over the course of the next few years was a bandage in an abandoned cabin, and this bandage supposedly matched one that the uh, that, that Alfred was wearing. I could not figure out exactly where the bandage was on Alfred. It took us like eight tries for me to say this correctly mm -hmm. while we were filming um, for, for the recorded version of this story. But they found a bandage that could have matched it. Uh, the article I read said they tested the bandage, but you can't DNA test in 1938. So my guess is bloodhounds. Um, yep. You know, probably were like, all right, does this match any of his belongings that they still had? Yep. I couldn't find exactly how long afterwards. I think it was during the 10 days during the search, but Got it. Um, it didn't specify. So... Uh, and I want to be clear, the, the region we're talking about, I, I'm not sure if I said it earlier, but we're talking about an area that reaches 101 degrees at a maximum in July and 53 degrees at a minimum in July. Mm. So there was a pretty wild shift in temperature, both 
heat stroke and also hypothermia are possible at that elevation. Mm. Um, if he was up 500 feet, the temperature drops very quickly. Yep. Windy, it's entirely possible. But if he was up on a mountain, even if he had been physically safe, that the elements would have gotten to him within mm. 10 days. Uh, and certainly, if it was any longer. Now, the abandoned cabin didn't leave any leads, so they had two other ones. Uh, later on, somebody reported seeing a child that matched Alfred's description with a man in Nebraska, but they could not get an identity for the man, and so they couldn't follow up on the lead. The other one was that a ransom note was sent to the Bielhart's family mm -hmm. uh, about a year later where they said, we have your son, we went out west with him, he hasn't taken to us, we'll return him for 500 bucks. $500 in 1938 money is just under $10,000 in 2021 money. Okay. Um, 2022 money, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's not even worth thinking no. about. Yeah, uh, I already make less money at my job than I was making when I started because of inflation. Oh, that's, um, yeah. Yeah, that's not You bad. do too. I know. Um, <laughs> so that's Real exciting. But yeah, so they wanted essentially a $10,000 ransom. They said they would return the boy within 24 hours if mm. they got the ransom. It was reported to the feds. Now, here's what bugs me about this. The federal government determined, without investigation, really, just based off of the note, uh, this is just a cruel hoax, and put it to bed, didn't do anything. There was no attempt to gather the money and put it out and then mm. stake it out and see if they could figure out who, who was behind it, which, of course, even if it was just a hoax, they'd at least know who played the prank mm -hmm. and could punish them because that's really not cool. Yeah. It's also fraud. Um, yeah. So they, you know, I, I, I think about that and I'm like, why didn't they do that? There's absolutely no way that nobody had the idea to stake out the ransom can. All they wanted was 500 bucks in a can at the end of the road. It was just like a weirdly low amount. Well, $10,000 in still. Yeah. Today's money. I mean, you know, most... It, it was probably just a hoax, but they could have figured out who played the hoax. Yeah, That's my point. Yeah, So they didn't really investigate at all. Yeah, but... Uh, and, you know, th there's... It, it's... I'm certain that that neighborhood could have dug up five 500 bucks between all of them. Uh, I know it was 1938, the Great Depression, but... That was just at the end if, of it, though. It was Denver. Yeah. So there... When I think about it, the, they absolutely... The police department in Denver could have... Been like, hey, we're trying to, you know, help this family get their son back. Everybody who can contribute, or yeah. some, or they could have just gone to their neighbors. They could have spread it by word of mouth. Yeah, there are so many possibilities. Honestly, the federal government could have just, the feds could have just given them yeah. five hundred bucks without needing to go through all of that. Yeah, it could have just been, we have the five hundred. Here it is. Let's see. Uh, instead, they didn't do anything, and Alfred was never found. It has been eighty-four years. Nothing. Uh, and, and even if he was alive, even if there was an opportunity to find him, it's been so long that the chances of him being alive still are so low. Yeah, pretty much slim to none, yeah. That said, I don't, I can't think of any uh, nat natural, rational explanation for, for this disappearance. Because mm. when you think about where the bloodhounds took them, bloodhounds are pretty reliable. If you think about where it took them, we gotta believe that at the very least, Alfred was 500 feet up that mountain at one point. Yeah. How did somebody not only kidnap Alfred, but then carry him 500 feet up that mountain? It doesn't make sense to me. 
I don't get it. Anything you can think of? I mean, the first thing I thought of when we were looking at this was Mountain Lion, maybe. I mean, it's, you know, a little odd, but, like, if a Mountain Lion took him by some part of his body that, you know, wasn't immediately fatal, which is, you know, not terribly hard to do. Arm, Arm lower leg. leg. Yeah, and then just, you know, kind of either dragged him or, I mean, if, you know. Well, I believe mountain lions tend to drag things by their necks. Yeah. I'm not positive, but, but that's what I understand it to be. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about the methodology of murder of mountain lions. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's what makes sense to me in terms of covering that kind of distance in that amount of time and then also but that if it grabbed him in a non-fatal place he probably would have screamed yeah i mean yeah no and doubt. The, the mountain was not far from where they were well that like, was also when he and think about when we were up in brant lake think yeah. about like how far my voice speaking at this level yeah carried over 100 yards oh yeah so well and the only reason the only reason i was thinking mountain lion or at least something of the sort is when because he was up on that uh, up on that hill and then got like snatched back after mm-hmm. like screaming right so, yeah like, to me that's like oh well it seemed predator. like he screamed after being snatched got it but the thing is Still. if there was a mountain lion you'd think he'd just be screaming yeah in general like help me yeah um and if it was a person how did that person either get up to where he was and grab him without him making a sound mm-hmm. or did they lure them off the trail and then grab him? But even then, he would have had to carry him 500 feet up a mountain without him making any sound. Because he would have had to be completely unconscious. Yeah. It, there's just... that None of those explanations make a ton of sense. Nah, the French took him. You know, it's always the French. <laughs> Sasquissy. Oh, that reminds me of... Uh, we'll cover it more in the in the question section. Just yeah. put the movie today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's, uh, that's the story here. I think it's very odd. Um, it checks off way too many boxes for yeah. it being something supernatural. Uh, the the thing that we've taken to calling the flesh pedestrian, mm. you know, is is kind of kind of fits here. Yeah. Um, although you in a lot of these stories, when it's a kid that goes missing, they when they're found, they report that what took them wasn't trying to hurt them. Yeah. Um, but also kids' brains. Yeah. Um, and what you do when you have trauma is just mm-hmm. a ton. Um, but uh, even as an adult, yeah, yeah. So I do really quickly want to transition over to one thing. Um, if you will take a look at your screen, we want to talk quickly about uh, apparently the wrong screen. Um, there it is, <laughs> Gaia Industries. So this is a company that we are partnering with. They make sustainable bamboo products to replace plastic products. Some of those things that you can find on their website. Are if I can find the shop button. Currently, this is what they've got available: uh, bamboo straws, bamboo vacuum water bottle, bamboo comb, bamboo toothbrush, and a hairbrush. So all of these totally biodegradable, made from bamboo. I honestly am in full support of this. I think it's awesome. Bamboo grows super easily. You can grow it in basically any temperate climate. Mm-hmm. So very sustainable, no plastic waste. I you know supporting a small business. I'm all for it. I love this idea. Yep. And when they reached out to us, I was 100% on board. And you can buy their products with code LORE to both support us and get a discount. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling like replacing that old plastic comb or replacing your toothbrush, 
something like that. You want a, a new straw, and and the straws I think are great. I was just gonna say I really like the straw idea, especially with bamboo. It just makes so sense. many reusable straws are made of metal. Yeah, and obviously a reusable straw made of plastic is better than a disposable straw made of plastic. Yeah, but but it's like, still plastic. But like wood tastes better. In this case, exactly. It does, yeah. either bamboo is either not gonna taste like anything. Yeah. Or, and I believe those ones are made from uh, pulp bamboo fiber that okay. is reconstituted. Got it. Um, but with a metal one, you get that metallic taste. With yeah. a bamboo one, and especially a reconstituted bamboo, you're mm-hmm. just going to get the flavor of whatever you're drinking, yeah. and then you don't really need to worry about it. So, check this out. If you want to buy this, uh, the link is in the description. Use the code LORE when you buy, and that's uh, that's all I have for you. Pricing's good too. Pricing is actually very good. I mean, seventy-five cents for a disposable, for a reusable straw. A vac- two, uh, I mean, water bottles will go for thirty bucks. Yeah, only two bucks for a cone. That's gold. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look at it, it's just the it's honestly really good products. It's good for the environment. It's helping a small business and it supports us. Mm-hmm. I mean, what more can you do? So, getting back into here, we go. All right. So, with that little commercial out of the way, um, and, and I genuinely do mean it. That was not, like, uh, we're not voice acting or anything here. I spoke to the guy who owns it. He's great. His company's great. Absolutely in support of this. So, we now are going to transition for the next uh, 15 or so minutes before we go to question time. Mm. And I guess at this juncture, I'll tell you what the uh, the donation goals for the month are. Oh, yeah. Which, this is a month where we need donation goals because we had to spend a lot of money on this Tom Messick documentary. So, uh, for $250 in the month of June, we will record a Screamo version of the Bob the Builder theme song, because you guys wanted it. Uh, uh, for 500 I will let uh, probably probably Cat give me a makeover, um, full face of makeup. Mm. For $750, I will gather some of my friends from around town who know me in all aspects of my life, as a podcaster, as a musician, as a bouncer at the local bar, and they will roast me. Um, or will at least compile their, their roasts and Aiden will roast me with them. Um, and then, uh, finally, uh, for a thousand dollars, we will make a probably five to 10 minute short film that is a romantic comedy about one of us falling in love with the Wendigo. So you have some fantastic, honestly, these are some of the better donation goals we've had in my opinion. I think so. None of them involve me dyeing my hair. That helps. Uh, and, and they're just fun. I think the rom-com Wendigo one, I really hope you guys hit the $1,000 goal because that would be so much fun. Oh, my God. Um, be hilarious. So, you know, that that is that. Oh, but geez. that is uh, supported by our Super Chats. So if you hit us during question time, uh, whether you have a question or not, it does contribute to the pot. Uh, I don't think that uh, Arson is here to keep track of our, our donations for the night. So if you are, say hello. But yes. yeah, we'll get uh, into question time in about 15 minutes. Now we're going to talk about that Tom Messick case trip because, first of all, uh, I'm just happy that we survived our stay at the Days Inn in Albany, New York. How could I possibly forget um, the Days Inn in Albany, New York? Oh if you guys want to know what our Friday looked like, uh, we both finished up work and then I drove over to Aiden's, got there around 8. Aiden and I hopped on the road from... Uh, Maniunk, Pennsylvania, which is about 20 minutes from me here in Phoenixville. Yep. About a, a four-hour drive up to Albany. Um, and got to the Days Inn in Albany, New York around, was it midnight or one? About midnight, About yeah. midnight. Uh, <laughs> you probably got to sleep about one thirty. Yeah, well, you probably got to sleep around one thirty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot my anxiety medication, 
So uh, also, of course, my the, the comforter on my bed had yeah. stains all over it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, and so, the room was warm. So, oh yeah, we had to. It open was like the, seventy eight degrees in the room. The so we had to open up the window, which wait. did not have a safety screen. So the the thing the thing that's funny about the bed, the the comforter, is that. Uh, right before then, Aiden and I were having a, not an argument, but just like banter yeah. about, you know, like what he was like, why about who you... gets the bed near the window, no, 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 but not even that. It was, yeah. He was, he was just like, why would anybody like waste the money on like, you know, a, like a four star hotel? Yeah. Was like, There's no point. And I was like, there are certain perks. And he was like, ah, no, literally 30 seconds later, he's like, there are strange stains on my <laughs> comforter. And I said, I literally looked at him and went, those are the perks. Meaning that, like, you know, in a four-star yep. hotel, uh, your things aren't used. Yeah, uh, I I don't think that they had actually cleaned that room that day. No. Um, so, we, yeah, the, the very nice people. Yes. At, at the desk oh, and all yeah. that, uh, someone's husky is really just going singing us right the now. song of its people outside yeah. right now. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Uh, yeah, Peaky Blinder, next time pick a good hotel. You guys pay $300 a night for these trips. Yeah, we, no. You know, we, I would have absolutely loved to stay in a little, uh, you know, bed and breakfast on Brant Lake. That would have been great. We would have actually gotten to eat breakfast. Uh, we, we did get breakfast, but we, we had to drive for it. Yes. Uh, you know, that would have been nice. No, Ryan, the perk is not the stains. <laughs> um, it's not used, it's rustic. <laughs> It's not. It's not used up. It's experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of collective wisdom within those yeah. fibers. Airbnb uh, is also a thing, but all of the Airbnbs were also over 150 dollars. Yes, we got our days in room for 73 bucks. So you know what? And when had I been able to go to sleep, I probably would have been fine. Yeah, and when it's currently about a hundred dollars for me to fill up on a tank of gas, and we used about three of them over the trip. Yeah, this, like I said, this was not a cheap trip. Um, no. So we're really, we're really hoping you guys like the work we put in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so days in in Albany, um, we then got to uh, the capital, the capital city diner. Yes. Where on the menu they had a. Philly cheesesteak. Yes. That was a long roll with steak, obviously. Caramelized onions, of course, rational. Mushrooms, not a normal addition, but I don't I don't mind some mushrooms. A, a nice like spice up to the flavor. No, the problem was not those ingredients. No. It was the cheese because the Capitol Diner in Albany, New York, who have a picture of the owners with Guy Fieri, but Guy Fieri was not actually at the Albany Diner. Yes, I know I'm pronouncing it Fieri, and I will continue to do so. Um, I just wanted to draw attention to it yeah. in case it wasn't drawing enough attention to itself. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, so I, I asked if any of the cooks had ever been to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, jokingly. Yeah. Uh, the waitress... I had to diffuse the tension a little bit because yeah, I don't she, think she, she realized she was kidding an insult, And I was just joking. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, they had American cheese on the yeah. cheesesteak, which uh, you're supposed to do uh, melted, like whiz cheese or cheddar cheese mm. or provolone. Never American. Um, it's a dish from, like, Italian Americans came up with this. So, of mm. course, they used provolone. Yeah. The cheese whiz kind of came later. American? <laughs> not a flavor that I'm familiar with from the area. Yeah, you would not find a cheesesteak made with American cheese in Philadelphia. No. Would not happen. Um, American even... cheese does go well on burgers. It does. It's kind of, kind of, it feels like, it tastes like it's made 
to compliment burgers. Yeah. Personally, I'm more of a Colby Jack guy. Yeah. But Pepper anyway, I had some okay waffles. Uh, you seem to devour your meals, so that's good. I did. Yeah, I got some chocolate milk. Um, Ooh, Tech Man review on the new Jurassic World. I haven't seen it yet, but I've been getting... What movie are we supposed to see on Tuesday? Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. There we go. I've heard it's mid. Well... I look forward to a mid-review yeah. of a mid That's going to be a fun day, because I've got uh, my interview with Pennsylvania Freemason. Ooh, yeah. that'll be fun. So, anyway, the the, uh, the accoutrements of the trip weren't great in Albany. Because they're the one time Mattis doesn't support something American. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, greetings from Argentina. We have made some reach. Thank you, Julian. Greetings from Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Cat, American <laughs> cheese is not the same as cheese whiz. Just... No, they're not the same thing. Cat. I'm not a fan of the cheese whiz myself. I, I like... You realize when they say whiz, it's not like spray cheese. It's no, no, melted I know. cheese. I know. No, it's no, more no, like they, nacho cheese. No, they'll use the stuff from like the jar. Yeah. Eh. Delicious. Eh. It's not meant to be good for you. It's not about good for us. I just I, I prefer no, the taste says it of other cheese. Apparently, it's I'm mid. mid. Um, You're mid. Well, alien. Now we will never fall in love. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. They start out as enemies and they end up as lovers. Oh God. Um, so we we departed Albany around uh, noon. Yes. Maybe a little bit before that, and it was about an hour drive. Um, Aiden made it 45 minutes from Albany to Brant Lake. When we got to Brant Lake. We were met with a problem. That problem was that uh, we took the Camaro. Yeah. I wanted to take the Jeep. Granted, the Jeep would have gotten us there in about half or twice the time, yes. but uh, we, we would have been able to go down Lily Pond Road. You know, it was not an anticipated difficulty. And for the references in the episode, the Camaro made sense. You know, I just the episode might have some references to an existing TV show. Yeah, and by some references, I mean the episode might be heavily based on an existing TV show. Yeah, I also just realized I don't say the name or or like the the model of my car very often because saying the word Camaro sounds weird to me. You sound weird. I am. I am weird. He's funky fresh. Um. Anyway, we uh we. We get there, and in, since we couldn't get to Lily Pond Road, we, we changed our plan a bit. Yes. We went to a nearby spot where we could actually pull off and park, but it was still too far for us to hike Lily Pond Road. Yeah. Um, and we, we went into the woods. We kind of, like, we're like, all right, this has got to be similar. Yeah. The woods were dense, but not dense enough that I we couldn't hear each other talking conversationally about 100 yards away. Like, yeah. honestly, and I could see you. Yeah, and he could see me. Honestly, I think I would have more trouble communicating with somebody across an open field. Probably, yeah. Um, oh, because it was so quiet up there, yeah, too. Yeah, it was really quiet. I will say there were the only sounds we heard were birds. And yeah. Wind. That was it. Uh, also lots of bugs. Um, yeah. So so we had another brief conversation in terms of, like, Aiden was saying, I don't understand why anybody would ever want to go down to the shore. Like, it's so nice up here. I don't like the beach. I burn too easily. Yeah, yeah, and And I was like, you forget about the bugs. Keep in mind, the windows were still up and we were still driving at this point. And he's like, ah, come on, nah, nah, nah. And then we get out, and within five minutes, it, we're having a hard time recording anything because he's just doing this, and he's like, oh my god, this sucks. And I just simply look at him, I go, told you. And yeah, but then he swiftly said, he was like, I would rather take this over a burn any day. So, yeah. How easily do you burn? Very easily. Uh, Mystic Mini, to answer your question, for the uh, site versus Patreon, at the moment, just with where we are, uh, the Patreon is set up better. 
um, in terms of fulfillment, because anytime you sign up for the site, it's the same perks, it's the same bonuses. Yeah. But Patreon fulfills stuff for us. Uh, eventually, we do plan to move entirely over to the website, but in order to do that, we need to hire some help. So, uh, you know, soon, but I would say for now, uh, do the Patreon, and we will announce when um, the site has, you know, surpassed Patreon, and when we want people to start transitioning over to the website, yeah. rather than the Patreon. Um you know, some people probably won't want to transition to the website. That's fine. But uh, eventually, probably within the year, um, the sites will be identical in terms of content. The only mm. difference will be that Patreon takes more of our money. Um, but once we have somebody to actually handle fulfillment of Patreon bonuses on our end, uh, that will all be done. But until we have actual inventory and everything, pretty iffy. Uh, I've actually thought about taking that function of the site offline mm. but uh, or making it free for now. Um also, really quickly, just in reference to the chat, um, considering I was somebody who grew up doing both beach and mountain lake places like all of my life every summer, I'm not loving the beach slander. I know there's pros and cons to both, but good lord, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's give mm. the ocean its fair shake. I guess I'm also more used to the, the, the boat more than the beach. That's kind of my... Is water wet? No. I agree with you. <laughs> Good? No, and the other way is wrong. Water is not wet. It makes things wet. I, I would say a, an individual water molecule is is not wet. However, you could argue that any body of water is wet. See, I don't like that argument because though, if you really like want to get nitpicky and you're claiming that water molecules around something make it wet, I get it. I understand it. But mm -hmm. I prefer to go by the basis of it has to be a foreign object that is not water. Okay. Because you can't make water wet because generally wet implies that water is either on or in or absorbed by mm -hmm. a foreign object or an, a, an other substance. Fair enough. Fair so. Enough. Um, we have started a war in the chat. Were we expecting anything else with that question? Um, no. But uh, how do you feel about the fact that your bones are wet? Stop that. <laughs> your bones are organs. Oh yeah. Yeah, that bugs you too, doesn't it? They grow. Yeah. They're not fully your solid. Your teeth are bones. I know. Yeah, you got, you got exposed one bones. Not one of them. Okay, well you don't have you, you have fake teeth, I guess. I have bad teeth. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh what were we talking about? Uh, water is sticky. <laughs> I don't know what kind of uh, water you're drinking, but it's not water. It might water. be the wrong water. Yeah. Um, That's, I guess sugar it, water would be sticky. Is that water too? Water too? Water 2.0. Is oil wet? No, only if a surfactant is involved. Water plus. Water SE. <laughs> water SE. Uh, water Series X. Watermark 1.1. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, okay, we were off, we were off track. Uh, we were talking about uh, getting up to Brant Lake and not being able to get down Lily Pond Road. Yes. So, we had to improvise. So, we walked into a store and asked if they knew anything about the disappearance of Tom Messick. Happened to get a guy who has hunted Lily Pond Road before. Yeah. Like, all of his life. He's grown up in the area. Yeah. He said he goes up Lily Pond and fishes many times and hunts the area consistently every year. And he had some thoughts about the Tom Messick case that we had not considered. Mm -hmm. uh, the story, so far as it has been told, is that at 10 a.m., Tom Messick, uh, three of his elderly buddies, and three of their kids went hunting on Lily Pond Road up by Brant Lake, New York. They had mm -hmm. not hunted this area before, though they were very familiar with hunting around Brant Lake. They went there every year for 55 years. Mm -hmm. So, 
this area was new, but, you know, not that big a deal. Yeah. So. Rich is telling us about mm-hmm. things, and he's like, you know, there's there's a couple of a couple of running theories, you know. Um, one theory is that uh, what what was the first theory, the one that wasn't the uh, yeah, yeah, more yeah. conspiratorial. <sighs> I can't remember exactly what he said. There were two theories. One of them was pretty mundane. Well, there was um, there was the one that he pretty dis- pretty quickly dismissed in reference to you know people like generally will be like oh yeah well those are the aliens or whatever. Oh like, right, that's yeah. what it was. One theory was aliens. Yeah. Aliens and or Sasquatch kind of just, or, yeah. you know, something like that. And he was acknowledging that more along the lines of people just kind of saying that, not actually really yeah. believing it for the most part. His other theory was that Tom was never there. Mm-hmm. And that had not occurred to me. Um, I have to go and review some of the footage he talked about, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll probably have we'll probably put that into the episode, the, yeah. the footage of the interviews he mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he said was that, first of all, the story doesn't make sense. Tom, supposedly, they sat him on a log 100 yards from one of the other watchers because what they were doing was they had set it up so that uh, three younger men would drive any game over a hill and then the watchers, the four older men, would shoot it if it came their direction. Six, seven hours in, which, by the way, 10 a.m. is a weirdly late time to hunt. Uh, six or seven hours in, they decided, you know what? There's nothing here. We're going to go hunt somewhere else. We're going to mm-hmm. hunt closer to camp. Yep. So they went to collect everybody. Tom's not there. No trace of Tom. Not even... And this is the part that stuck out to me about what Rich told us. He said when hunters go hunting, where they're going to be shooting, they wipe any brush from the area with their foot. Mm-hmm. Back and forth. So that they don't crunch any leaves, don't make any sound. Yeah, because essentially if, like, you're, if you're going to be standing in a spot where you're waiting for essentially a deer to come by you're innately going to shift your weight no matter how still you think you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you don't clear the brush away to be able to just stand on the you know the bare mud or dirt underneath it, you're going to innately cr- crunch on either leaves or sticks or whatever because keep in mind hunting season is in the fall, so there's a lot of things on the ground and the slightest little sound can scare a deer off, so mm-hmm. you want to avoid that at all costs. Anyway, continue. Exactly. So he said that the searchers, who he knew, he wasn't he didn't do the search, but he had buddies who did. Yeah. And he said that they said that there was no evidence that Tom was ever where they said he was. There was no brush swept away. There were no candy wrappers, no boot prints, nothing like that. And as I experienced, significant mud in the area. Yeah. So what he suggested was nobody. He wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So if he wasn't there, what could it have been? It could have been a cover-up. They could have murdered him mm. and hid the body and you know this was their cover-up was up we he came out with us and he just disappeared um or that he's off chilling in you know a cabana in mexico or, mexico or something, or something like that. yeah um one of the other things he said and i haven't confirmed this yet but one of the other things he suggested was that tom's brother mm. went missing from the same exact place the same week 10 years prior yeah uh so maybe tom and his brother are off in mexico together I, again, haven't checked that one out. As far as we know, that's hearsay. Yeah, but we will, we, will have, more bonds. we will have an answer for certain for that when the episode comes out. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're honestly you're getting a pretty cool behind-the-scenes peek at what we what we did here. I'm trying yeah. not to give too much away. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he there there's the suggestion that he was never there, mm-hmm. um, which is compelling, and I think it's interesting. There's also some other details that you'll get to see in the video mm. um, that are also interesting in terms of uh, 
stuff that got left out of a certain documentary about this subject. Yeah. Um, and what we what we kind of went into this doing was we, we had our beliefs about what it could be, but we wanted to go in and record everything and figure out, you know, to what extent is like not we didn't go in trying to prove something. Mm. We went in trying to get the story. Yeah. I'm not going to say David Politis was trying to prove something. Mm. I think he's, but he was probably trying to make it compelling. Mm. Um, I think he did a great job. I think he's trying to light on stuff. And I think at this point it's time to shine an unbiased, yeah. you know, pure, I don't want to use the word journalism because journalists are always trying to tell a narrative. Well, um, I mean, no matter how you tell a story, inevitably there are certain things that you're going to have to leave out for time. Yeah. We're, we're but, trying to lay out all of the facts without yeah. telling you what happened. We're yeah. just giving you our all the facts and then what do we think it was. Yeah. Which, if you've watched our recorded stuff, is kind of what we do. Yeah. Um, we then went to another general store and talked with a bunch of people. A couple of the younger on, people. On recommendation yeah. from Rich. Yeah, on recommendation from Rich. Thank you, Rich. Uh, uh, Rich also is the one who sold us that sign. Yes. Uh, it was called The Crossroads, which we thought was funny because... Very uh, fitting. We, we made a lot of references to Supernatural, um, and we went to The Crossroads. Yeah. Uh, it was just kind of the yeah. perfect like Kickstarter for this. Yeah, so... That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to a lot of cool people. Got to check out some really cool—not uh, antique, but you know, old school rifles. Yeah, that was that was really cool to see. They had a, a Mauser from Czechoslovakia. Yeah, Czech Czech Mauser from what the World War Two or nineteen forty seven? I think they said yeah. sometime like late nineteen forties. So, so they had that. We cool checked little that bit out. of history. Yeah, um, they had an Enfield that was uh, a nineteen forty one style. Um, they also had a Springfield nineteen oh three that I almost bought on the spot because it would go really well with my grandfather's World War One stuff that I have yeah. or my great grandfather's World War One stuff. Um, so I almost bought it. I still might buy it. Uh, it was a great time. Um, we got ice cream. Ice That's cream really good. cool people. I had maple ice cream. That was cool. Really good. It was really good. I got a flurry with black raspberry and uh, brownie bites. Mm. So good. It was very oh good. I can't confirm. Yeah. And then uh, we zipped back home that night. So yep. Pretty, pretty whirlwind trip there. I uh, I would like to, next time we do this, maybe spend a few days rather than less than a day, but given the money situation. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we Generally, we wanted to stay, but it was more along the lines of, do we really have the ability to spend another even like $100? Yeah, it was just getting the, too pricey. The hotel, yeah. So, you know. But uh, we are now at the point where it is question time. Yes. So, I'll if y'all have back. questions uh, that you haven't submitted yet, Hit us with them, and if not, uh, you know, continue to ask questions, and we might get to them. Yep. But, uh, you know, Super Chats get answered first, so... I'll read through And them. they support the channel. Uh, well, Aiden Shanty for four ninety nine said nothing, so thanks, Aiden. Well, thank you, Aiden. Uh, and then... Are you going uh, most recent to... No, I'm going from beginning to gotcha. end. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Alien for forty nine ninety nine. thank you very much. Thank you, Alien. Uh, said Lego my ego. Okay. So that meant that... I, <laughs> was that a reference to uh, Stranger Things? Maybe. Uh, and then next one was from Hammond for $5. Thank you very much. Said, uh, did you know that mountains aren't funny adenoses? They're hill areas. I don't know what that means. Like hilarious? Oh. Uh, yeah. See, I'm not going to lie. It took me reading that out loud to get it, but clever. Uh, Alien for another forty nine ninety nine. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Alien. Uh, going to need a Tech Man review on the Jurassic World. Yeah, I'll get you one of those. No worries. Uh, and then uh, Mystic Mini fifty four for one ninety nine. Said should I? Oh, that's the Patreon 
uh, yes. versus website question you got. Alien for $19.99. Uh, hurting my feeler, Aiden, but it's cool. Daddy is better when you said that. Uh, I can't remember what he said, but you know, like <laughs> we, said we're not falling in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said I was mid. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> and that's uh, that's where we're at at the moment. All right. So. History daddy supremacy. <laughs> the beach is too sandy. That is my... I, I honestly don't mind the sand. Like most men, um, I see sand, I think must dig hole. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like when I'm on a beach, I'm bringing a shovel because yeah, I need well, I to dig. dig a hole. Gotta dig a hole. Yeah. Honestly, I, th- I always feel the urge to dig a hole. Yeah. Um, whenever there is open territory, that husky is just He's just going for it. He wants to dig. He a has hole got right opinions. Now. Yeah, um, he does. I think I know exactly what husky it is too. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, we hear you, bud. Um, <laughs> sticky water. Yeah, I don't know what it is about me. just design the innate, instinctual desire to dig a hole. Rogue Chaos said, "Imagine cutting your teeth with nail clippers." Mm. Oh. No thanks. No. Becca said, "How do you feel about uh, how you are a tube surrounded by meat?" A t- oh wow, we are. Yeah. A tube for consume. Uh, Caitlin Kennedy for four ninety nine. Thank you very much. Said uh, finishing an in- instrumental of the Bob the Builder theme and sent an MP three to Lorelaji email. Yeah, he did. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> mole rat I haven't listened instinct. to it yet. Good lord. Uh, boy. Uh, of all of all the animals that burrow, you went with mole rat. Mole rat. Could have gone, like, gopher. Gopher? Uh, hang on. I can actually... Could have gone, like, ant. I'm going to pull this A lot up. of options there. Um. Uh, what else? Alien for 499 says, 10 out of 10 would dig a hole with y'all. Yes. We always love... One of my favorite things about digging a hole on the beach is, like, when you start, nobody really takes notice. But the bigger, it gets, the bigger it gets, the more of a crowd starts to show up. Like like a literal crowd. I don't know if anybody here has ever dug a hole on the beach consistently or not. But like you get to a certain point and people start walking by and they're like, Wow, how'd you do this? And you're just kind of standing there. Like I've been in a hole with friends of mine that I've been digging multiple times. And people will come up and be like, Wow, how did you guys do this? When, we, like, when we actually have the, the physical lore lodge, somebody needed to ask about us getting a lore yeah. lodge. We do want to buy a yes, cabin and yes. like have a lore lodge. That would be a, a um, lodging and campsite. Yes, and, um, ideally. I One thing I really want to do is offer uh, free camping. Be because fun. camping is so much fun. Yeah. But it can be a little bit cost like prohibitively expensive. Mm. So what I would love to do is have the option for people to donate, mm. um, but also offer free camping, rental tents. Um, yeah. That obviously would would be free. Basically, free equipment that yeah. all you have to do is take it out, and as long as you bring it back, you're good. Yeah. Um, probably have have to have a deposit or something. But yeah, I, I, what I want to do yeah. is make sure that people can, yeah, you know, can camp and bring their kids camping and you yeah. know get out in the wilderness and experience nature. Uh, for for free without having to worry about the for free the pricing because like the tents are pricey they are why are they so pricey I don't know um probably supply and demand that reminds me of a story so uh, yes we had Bob the Builder what do you mean did you... <laughs> what yes he, he said you guys had Bob the Builder and I went yeah, yeah of course we did um all right what are we doing uh, this is the Bob the Builder theme that they sent us. Oh my god. Caitlin, did you 
Is this you playing, or did you compile this? Like, did you play it, or did you do it in, like, Ableton or something? Yeah. I mean, that guitar definitely sounds like it's being played. Yeah. The drums could be, uh, MIDI or... Yeah. Auto. Yeah. This is sick. Yeah, I'm digging this. Can this be our theme song? <laughs> <laughs> That'd actually be hilarious. Plaster $5 said, y'all gotta start planning a trip to Nahani Valley for an investigation. I mean, we want to keep doing more trips. It's just, can we afford to do it? Uh, yeah. The answer right now is no. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> love to do Nahani. Um, that would be a great... That would be awesome. Yeah. Fire pit, but make it an actual pit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then Alien for 99 said, I will straight up quit my job and just work at the Lore Lodge campsite slash cabin for y'all. Again, we would love to have sweet. people who do that. Because obviously we still want to be doing this. Yeah. But we would love to, I mean, we would have staff, obviously. Yeah. Uh, staying at the cabin part would cost money. Yeah. Um, well, but we, if you wanted to camp, yeah. camping's free. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just basically want to find a spot that's accessible, but, um, you know, out in the wilderness enough to be away from everything. Town for the Lord probably, probably going to be either Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia, I think. Um, we probably wouldn't live there full time. But State uh, New York seems pretty cool. It does, but New York's taxes, man. Yeah. Like, I just can't. I, no, it's valid. I can't justify that. Also, I can't justify giving the New York State government money. Um, at all. In any sense, ever. Um, no. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Metal Bob the Builder voice, can we buy it? No, we can't. Drums are programmed, oh, guitars are actual guitars. Dude, it sounded phenomenal. That was, was awesome. That? I, yeah, that was sweet. And, and we've already, we hit the 250 tonight. Nice. So, uh, we're probably creeping up on five. It's just so. going to be you going. <laughs> yeah, I'll see if I can get my buddy Sam, who's an audio engineer, to help oh, me. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. To help me record it. We'll yeah. see how it goes, because my screaming is not... Uh, you're good that, at it. I, I'm. I can do bits like you know a line here or there. Yeah. Doing an entire song could be rough for me. I. Valid. I will have to. I'll have to see what I can do. But he also is in a metalcore band. They probably have Got a screamer it. that could help me out. That's fair. Um, so um, at the very least, you'll, you'll get your screamo cover. It might be commissioned, but uh, I will. I will sing on it. Yeah. But it'll probably be like, you know, backing vocals and a little bit of my own screams. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that was awesome. We should talk, because we do want a theme song of our own, yes. um, and we are willing to pay somebody to to produce that for us. We, we've considered doing it ourselves, but, but we, we are just... not uh, good enough at writing music. Yes. We're, we're working on it. But, but I do want, I did want something that was going to be a little bit heavier. Yeah. So that... That's fair. Yeah. I, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to try some stuff out and send us little, like, samples, we, we are willing to pay. We can, can't pay a ton, but, uh, no. you know, I, I would easily drop a hundred bucks on something like that. Um, all of our art was commissioned for $100 as well, so that's kind of our standard rate is we want to make sure we're paying people appropriately. Yeah. I, I think we actually overpay to an extent um, for some of the stuff. Probably a little but, bit, yeah. Um, uh, real quick, Peaky was asking when is the video coming out? Probably like middle of Probably July. Probably mid-July, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to come out stuff before I go to... on that reunion trip. Yeah, and so. there's other stuff that we have to record as well. The, yeah, there's going to be... So this is... It, it's a documentary, but there's some narrative, like little skits and stuff yeah. that you're going to get, uh, you know... Probably going to be 45 minutes to an hour. Um, Ideally, might end up yeah. being longer because some yeah. of those interviews actually went longer than anticipated. Yeah. Um, so that's that's that. Uh, what else do we got here? West Virginia land is cheap as hell. That's why I 
constantly talk about thinking about buying land in West Virginia. Uh, you ever think of covering the TikTok commune from Hammond for $2? I'm not sure what that is. I know what you're talking about. Um, I've heard of it. I know very little about it. I would be happy to do that. Also, I would love it if somebody would pitch us a true crime show. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, Douglas Ives for $2 says, Least favorite song from your favorite band. Ooh. Least favorite song from your least favorite band. Good question. I don't know. From your favorite band. Yeah. Uh, well, defining my favorite band is going to be hard. I'd say my top three are Green Day, Simple Plan, and All Time Low. Um, least favorite song from each of them. Uh, Simple Plan, it would probably have to be off of their uh, Get Your Heart On the Second Coming album. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was, I think that's what it was called, but I, I can't remember the names of the songs. Um, Green Day. Yeah, I'm. I'm While well, you talk, I'm gonna look them up. See if I can. I do not like the song. I. Damn, I gotta like. See, now you got me looking shit up. Well, there's like, a lot of stuff from Uno Do uh, Trey that just wasn't yeah. great. I think that's my least favorite set of album. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know some of these songs. Um, the newest Green Day album was unfortunate. Um, Kill the DJ. Kill the DJ is my least favorite Green Day song. Really? Yep. And Green Day, I love Green Day. Yeah. We do uh, American Idiot and Holiday. Mm. My band does. Yep. I get to sing all of American Idiot. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, th- there's a line that we have to let the audience sing. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, with Simple Plan, it's probably off that uh, Get Your Heart On 2 album, um, The Second Coming, there it is, uh, let's see, um, yeah, I just didn't like any of that album, I liked Ordinary Life, but that was it, uh, The Rest of Us was good, and All Time Low does not have a bad song. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, for... For John Mayer, because he's right up there, uh, my just scrolling through his songs, my least favorite three I can think of are probably Crossroads off of Battle Studies, um, Wildfire off of... I don't know if I hate that song, but it's just not... Mm, it's okay. Uh, and then Why You Know Love Me from uh, Valid. the most recent one. That's Valid. Just, I understand where he was coming from. I understand his reasoning. I know that it's a, it is a well-structured musical piece. Just, but why you miss. know love me? It's a miss. Yeah. It's a miss. Meta uh, um, Sussy, your hair looks like ramen. That's valid. I'm getting it cut soon. Um, I need to get my driver's license renewed, and I refuse to have frosted tips on my license for the next five just, years. You should just dye them dark again. Bleach it totally. Is there a cops are like, when were you blonde? It's like for five minutes. Yeah, right. Um, is for uh, her free super chat from being a member because nice. if you become a member, uh, you get to support us that way too. Memberships yeah, work as well. Looks like ramen. I still um, one sixty one hit so far tonight. Thank you for keeping track. Tell Archie I love him when you get him back. He is with my parents. Yes. Uh, I will get him back tomorrow. Nice. Um, happy early birthday, Laura Lodge. It's tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Yeah. This is Today is the one-year anniversary of, uh, of that first viral TikTok. How's That's, that feel? Let's it, have a little retrospective insane. on that for a moment, shall we? Let's see if there's any more questions I want to get to first. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so far. John Mayer does have a band. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he tours... Can we have a Killdozer at the Lodge? <laughs> I, I mean... To, I have to find one. My yeah, goal probably. is to own heavy equipment just to, like, be able to do things that I want, such as, like, imagine... So, n- number one, building your own home just from mm-hmm. scratch, ideal. You would need heavy equipment to do that, like, quickly and properly. Uh, secondly, imagine... You have a bit of land, and, like, you've got a rough day at work. You come home, you know that urge for men to dig a hole? Well, imagine if you had an excavator in your backyard that you could just fire up for half an hour, dig a big hole, look at it proudly, and say, I dug that hole Mm -hmm. with this gigantic machine, and then fill it back up. If Aiden gets frosted tips on his driver's license, I'll donate 50 pounds. Oh, my God, that's great. That, That could be a donation goal. Valid. Yeah, one of these months. Yeah. Maybe I'll get, I'll get them again if people want to, um... Stop the hair. Yeah, I'm um, honestly, I forget what you look like. It, it would normal. have to be like five grand. It would have to be a. It would be a really? big number. Yeah, I'm not doing that. If you guys can raise five grand this month, I will keep the frosted tips on my license. Um, I've, I a, honestly, a thousand bucks for every year I have to have them. I'm not gonna lie. I'm so used to the frosted tips yeah. now that I like forget what you look like. Just straight up brown. Yeah, it's it's getting weird. Yeah, this has become normal for me, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. It's, it's wild because uh, Rex said something about it last night when we were at your place. Mm. Um, a year ago today is when I made that uh, that first TikTok that went viral, and it was um, totally unexpected. I remember I was at 600 followers that day, and I got home, and I was at like 900. Uh, I remember looking at you and saying, hey, I think I'm going to hit 1,000 tonight, and you'd be like, oh, sick. Yeah. Uh, we went out drinking. We got home. I was over a thousand. I woke up the next morning. I was over nine thousand. Yeah. Yo. Know, by the end of the night, we were talking about. I think you were like, I think I might hit twelve hundred tonight. And I'm like, yeah. And you were like, it was starting to slow down as we were going. I was like, you're yeah, gonna we, hit it. You're gonna hit it. Yeah. And we, we I, I figured day. it. I thought it was gonna just be funny and not a big deal. No. It. It. Man, I totally forgot about those days where we were like, we were counting the thousands that you were going up and up, and it was like, oh, dude, you're gonna hit. Like when you hit ten k, it was like, oh my god. And then, yeah, I remember being like shocked when I hit fifty. Yeah. Um, and then and then over a hundred, and then I remember two fifty specifically being yeah, pretty like was, like what's going on here? And then I I, I got like stuck at like seven fifty for a while. Yeah. And then the mom millennial thing got yeah. me over uh, a million. Um, it which slowed is, down so which is much. Insane. Like I, I still. So for you guys there, like we've known each other over ten years roughly. Yeah. Um we're just still us and like i don't consider myself famous because i'm you know i i, I have a thousand followers on tiktok and i don't really post did you do realize you're on this show right yeah but like uh, i i mean i it's you're the face of it that's the thing uh and so, i told him that we are considered macro influencers on youtube yeah and he was i was uh, like huh yeah because i mean like, like you're the one on famous birthdays that's like my main point and it's it's just weird because like when we're not doing this... We're totally normal dudes. It, it's just like nothing yeah. has changed. Like literally nothing about our lives has changed. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that we get together a bit more frequently now to do yeah. stuff like this. And I, what also is funny is that like I'm I'm well known around here because I am in a band. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you've worked at the bar down the street. I've now gotten to the point where my band was having a show and I walked outside of the bar for some fresh air... One guy looks at me and goes, wait, aren't you the history guy from TikTok? Yeah. And I was like, I'm literally in the band that's on stage right yeah. now. And that's that's the question you like, Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't upset about it at all. It was just, it was funny. It's wild, yeah. Well, like, and it's just like comprehending that 1.2 million people follow yeah. you is insane. 
especially just like it literally being a year ago that I remember being in your old apartment and you were like, dude, oh my God. Yeah, uh, a year ago tomorrow is when I recorded that first YouTube video. Yeah. And I, so I want to just, that's what I want to think about here. Mm. That first YouTube video was filmed using that tripod over there behind you. Yeah. And, it, yeah, which is like a $20 ring light tripod that I bought off of Amazon for music. Yeah. Not even for TikTok. Yeah. I got it to record videos of me playing guitar. Um, and uh, it was half an hour. I edited, edited it in iMovie <sighs> on my phone. Yeah. It's just me sitting in a chair talking to the camera. It's like half an hour long. It's got over 60,000 views now. Yeah. Um, fast forward exactly a year. I'm no longer in my living room. I am in the second bedroom of the two-bedroom apartment that I have. Yeah. I, which has sound paneling. It has these two uh, like lights that are Wi-Fi controlled. Yeah. We've got uh, you know, multiple computers, multiple monitors. We've got three Yetis. We have a logo. We actually, we actually have four Yetis. We have a real yeah. logo. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just it's wild. Lo- looking around at everything. Halfway famous. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's wild where this has gotten in the last year, and I am considering how my life has been for the last year. I'm pretty grateful that we have it because I don't know what I would be doing with my time. Yeah, like no. I genuinely don't know. Um, so it's been very cool, and and we've you know the the community that we've built now is, I it's awesome. You guys have made these so much fun. We actually look forward to doing this show because you guys are are fun. Yeah, it, it's just nice. I mean, honestly, the the the, the most fun part of it, uh, aside from us just getting to hang out and do stuff and mess around, we're about to hit six hundred thousand views this week. Nice, probably. Usually um, get three k a week. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, they more than that. I think. Yeah, the, all of you guys in the chat really make this show fun. I yeah. mean, just being able to, especially like if he's in the middle of a story and I just glance over and I just see you guys talking, whether it's to us or to each other, mm-hmm. and saying like some random fun. That's fun thing. to pop in the Discord and see people just talking about yeah. stuff and. Um, speaking of which, uh, the Discord link is in the description of this video, as is our uh, Target link, because we are partnered with Target now. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, we both love the Goodfellow brand, specifically from Target for yeah. menswear. Uh, super affordable jeans are like 40 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, they're they're really comfortable. I'm wearing I really them right like now. their flannels. Their flannels are really nice. Their t-shirts are awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's... It's the, the t-shirts are great. They fit yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go and buy like from Fresh Clean Tees or, uh, uh, you know, what, what's the other one? Um, there's, there's just a few of those t-shirt companies for men that are yeah, like, yeah, trying yeah. to make less boxy t-shirts. Yeah. Goodfellow does it. They're yeah. great. So yeah, if you got if you got Target shopping to do, um, do that. It's it'll help us out and all that. Uh, and then what else would help there? And of course, Guy Industries. Um, for mm. for all of your, you know bamboo possible products i think they're definitely in the works of making more things but yeah I, those five that they've got right now are awesome uh you should definitely check them out i'm going to post the link on probably instagram as well because Wyatt was such a nice dude um but yeah so that's uh that's all that if you have not yet smashed the like button uh there are there are 45 of you currently in this uh live stream if I would love to see that that number go up to 45 uh, before the end of the show, mm. if you feel like uh, giving us that small thing. But um, yeah, so uh, 
living for Windowsy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Living on a prayer cover, but it's about the Windows. Oh my god. That'd be a lot. Living for Windowsy. Take my. I don't know. <laughs> Take my hand and make it. Uh, there would have to be either very little changes or a lot of changes. Take my hand and I will make it ice wussy. Um, living on Windows C. Living off Windows C. Yeah. Living for Windows C. Yeah. So it just has to be a C at the end of the day. Um, halfway there. Uh, um, a C. We're thinking too far along about this, yeah. Conspiracy. Uh, Rachel Newman, we have a video on Mothman if you'd like to check it out on our channel. Uh, yes, and get, we have an entire podcast episode. Yeah, an entire Mothman. podcast episode. So. To give you the short version, um, you know, I, I like the the idea that it's, uh, you know, like an angel of death type thing or mm. a, a harbinger, an omen. People have yes. been reporting seeing, uh, like, black birds and stuff like that for hundreds of, possibly thousands of years as, as a bad omen. Um, take my hand, eat it if you dare. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, uh, all right. Well, that, I think, uh, just about does it for the show tonight. Yes. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Happy one-year Lodgeversary to everybody. Uh, you know, I guess that's it. Uh, with, oh, by the way, Father's Day is coming up. Uh, oh, yeah. You can book me on Cameo to say anything you want to You're your dad. You're on Cameo now? Yeah, I'm on Cameo. Oh, my God. Uh, if you go on Cameo and you search my name, um, you know, it'll come up. I'll add the link to the description after this. But, yeah, you can, uh, you can, you can ask me to say literally anything to your dad, and I will do it. Oh, jeez. Um, That's a dangerous game. And my prices are low, Aiden. They're <laughs> low. For $10, I will say whatever you want to your father. Um... Or you can get them some Lore Lodge gear. Yeah. From LoreLodge.com. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have the to be your father. The LoreLodge.shop. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your father either. It could be yeah. anybody. But, you um, know, with Father's Day coming up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we should make some. I, I should do some Fourth of July apparel, like, right now yeah, and put an ad out for it. Yeah. Um, be there in time. So, uh, oh, we missed the last dono. What was it? Uh, uh, we should get a real Lore Lodge and make a cult. That's the plan. We already have the cult. Yeah, now we just need the lodge. Yeah. Um,. We're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that just about does it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we're really excited for this Missing 411 documentary to come out yeah, uh, that we did. Fun. And we will catch you in a week. Thank you all so much. We will see you soon.